Hey, Hope family, welcome back to another week of Hope Dailies. What a powerful service yesterday was. I trust that you were encouraged as, and as we enter this week, whether you're getting back into school year routines or it's just business as usual, let's take the truths that we sang about with us, specifically the power of Jesus' name to bring life and to transform all things. Today, we are going to continue our look at Ecclesiastes and specifically look at the vanity of having. Shortly, we'll read from Ecclesiastes 5, 10 through 15. But first, at some level, I think that we all believe that we could be happy if we just had a little bit more. For some of us, this is specifically money. For others, maybe it's time. Others, it's material possessions, a better car, bigger house. But whatever it is, we believe that if we had it, we'd be happier. But the teacher of Ecclesiastes tells us that this is actually vanity. This pursuit is actually meaningless. And modern social science tells us this too. Certainly, living in poverty, and especially extreme poverty, creates a life with tremendous challenges and present misery. I don't discount that. For the people living in those conditions, having can have a positive effect. But all of us inflate the positive effect it can have on us. In fact, research has shown that at $75,000 per year, happiness plateaus and eventually even begins to decline. For some of you, you may be thinking, great, I'll take $75,000. But in the U.S., that is not the normal mode of thinking. Perhaps we should better heed the wisdom of the teacher. Let's take a look at Ecclesiastes 5, 10 to 15. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? The sleep of a laborer is sweet, whether they eat little or much. But as for the rich, their abundance permits them no sleep. I have seen a grievous evil under the sun, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owners, or wealth lost through some misfortune, so that when they have children, there is nothing left for them to inherit. Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and everyone comes, and as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing from their toil that they can carry with their hands. Those who love money are never satisfied. We may increase our goods, but our goods only increase our desire for more. Throughout history, humans have enslaved other humans in order to acquire more. Exodus 1.11 tells us that the Israelite slaves built two store cities for Pharaoh in Egypt. The Israelites were enslaved to accommodate for Pharaoh's two excess cities. As you drive around this week, take note of how many storage unit facilities you pass. The, the self-storage business is a $39.5 billion a year industry. In 2018, the rentable storage space in America exceeded 1.7 billion square feet. This is more than enough space for every American to stand under the roof of a storage unit at the same time. Not to pick on those who use storage units, but what Pharaoh once enslaved the Israelites to build, we now pay to use. And we enslave ourselves to be able to afford both the storage unit and the stuff we fill them up with. The reason why there is a demand for so much self-storage is because we all have believed the lie that if I have it, I'll be satisfied, but then we need somewhere to put it because we need something else to make us happy. This is the lie that we believe, and it is meaningless. It is vanity. 
As the teacher says, what benefit does the owner of these things have other than to feast their eyes on them? In Philippians 4, 11 to 13, Paul says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The thing that Paul can do through Christ who strengthens him is to be content with little or with much. Let us practice being content with what we have this week. Take time each day and thank God for what you have. Perhaps you have more than you need. Perhaps you've bought into the lie that things can make you happy. Ask God to show you how you can learn to be content with less. Maybe find things to give away or throw away. Let's not allow our possessions to own us. Let us instead follow the wisdom of the teacher and the example of Paul and learn to be content with what God has given us.